Amy Ingerbretson here, professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. In this podcast, we are sitting down with world-class athletes, industry legends, experts, and mountain lovers from all walks of life. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there will be no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are stripping off the layers and getting to know the skiers and riders underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear, presented by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Underwear. I, of course, am your host, Amy. And today on my podcast, I have the wonderful Baker Boyd joining me via Zoom on the Long Underwear podcast. Baker, welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me, Amy. <laughs> this is fun. I wish we were like in person. I like came out to Aspen to record this, but Zoom is Zoom is our new best friend, right? Yeah, that would be nice. I actually just signed up for Zoom for this podcast. Wow. That's yeah, first timer. So I think of you. <laughs> otherwise, uh, I know. Otherwise, I was just like using friend Zoom accounts on uh, with like big groups, you know? Yeah. Well, I, 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 need I feel very own, special. But... Long Underwear appreciates you, that effort. Nice. That's, that's why I brought <laughs> it up, you know? Awesome. Well, so this is your second Warren Miller film. And this year you got to go to Iceland. Yeah, first time in Iceland for me. I got to go with... My good friend Victor, who's from Aspen as well. Have you met Victor? I think so. Victor I'm Major. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's um he's awesome. One of my favorite people to ski with. And he also skis on head. And uh that's how I was in the segment or in the Warren Miller last year was through head and then again this year. And Ian Morrison was supposed to join me again this year, but uh but he was doing another film project for head. So uh they needed an alternate for this year's film and I was like why not Victor and they were like why not Victor that's awesome that's awesome um but you guys went early so I went to Iceland for Warren Miller three or four years ago and it was like honestly the best like I I don't think I'll ever have another trip as good as that and I kind of knew it while it was happening I was like this is as good as it's ever gonna get Amy like enjoy it but we went in May and you guys were there in like February right or no March early March yeah we were we flew out in late February and and stayed through early March. So you guys skied pow. It looked like you had sick conditions. Well, yeah, we had some pretty good snow and uh, apparently they had been having a really good season. So there was some good base. Yeah. And, uh, and so we, we tried to take advantage. We definitely crashed a little and <laughs> but landed some stuff and, and had a ton of fun. It was awesome. And um, it was dark and cold, huh? Like what was it? It was. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Honestly, it was the high, highest North I've been. Uh-huh. Uh, but we didn't have that short of days, I guess. We would have had to have been there like a couple months prior for the really short days. You must have just like- I don't even know. How does that work? Yeah. Or the earlier, the, so when we were there, we had sun until like 1 a.m. Like we went skiing like after dinner a lot. Like sunset, sunset skiing was at like 11.30 p.m. So it was kind of cool. But we were skiing corn snow. And what month were you guys there? May, like okay. end of May. Yeah. Huh. Who was your guide? Um, we had a few guides, but, uh, we were with Gotti. He's the mostly. best. I love yeah. him. He's so he's the I, nicest guy. Oh, he's so great. great I cannot pronounce his like Icelandic name. Like that's not his name. His name isn't Gotti. Like it's, it's something. like Gaudi. It's, but it's like, but I like super long, like oh, yeah, Icelandic, yeah, totally. like his real name. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't say that. <laughs> yeah. Icelandic is a bizarre language. It's a it kind of reminds ever. me of a uh, Basque language, just like really long words and quite a few X's and Z's in there, kind of like just weird. Well, just so many other like 
letters that really like, cool. we don't even have. Yeah. I don't know. What did you think of Iceland? Oh, I loved it. Everyone's so friendly. And uh, I mean, we were in, we were kind of in the boonies the whole time, sure. obviously. Were you we, at we, Arctic heli skiing, like at the lodge? Yeah, we, we showed up and stayed at the lodge and then we stayed at a, a place more towards town, mm-hmm. more towards Ayakiri. Akiri. Akiri. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so first we were, we were out there for three weeks and I think the first two weeks or maybe it was half and half at yeah. each location. But yeah, we, we had like the heli ride outside the place at the I lodge know. that you stayed at. I, know. I think and then and then we were and then we went like 15 minute drive closer to Ayakuri or whatever and the heli was just right outside our house yeah. right there and dream listening ever yeah I love and we it. got to go surfing oh you guys got to surf sick yeah Bur- did you Bur- ever see that that point break that was uh yeah that's kind of close there yeah yeah totally yeah it was working it really well reason. while we were there and sick. um yeah, Vic and I both surfed a little so we fortunately stood up on some waves and made a couple turns and that's rad yeah we surfed two days we didn't have swell when we were there like we wanted to make it happen but like i think it's like flatter in the summer or something like that yeah like but uh Gotti showed us all the surf spots and stuff but yeah yeah. he didn't surf with us at all we he didn't have his surf stuff it was like more yeah more in winter vibe so sure Um, but maybe another trip will get Gotti out there I love Iceland. It's just so magical and like so it's just one of those places where like you have a lot of expectations about how somewhere's gonna be and like that doesn't always end up how it is, right? But I think Iceland like was that. Like my experience is like, especially because when we were there, it was all green, right? So like there's like grass oh, yeah, on all the cool. roofs and like the lambs were everywhere and we saw puffins and ate so much fish soup. So much fish soup. I feel like just that's all you eat when you're there. <laughs> we'll have to have like an yeah, Iceland we ate segment off. Like when your segment's out, then we can like play my segment, play your segment and have like a, uh, who's, who's Iceland was better. I mean, I feel like you guys keep pals. Yeah, no, I ate more shark. Ew. I did not eat the shark. I put the shark in my mouth and already started throwing up and spit it out. Johnny, uh-huh. Johnny Mosley was on our trip and he was like, you have to eat the shark. And, I'll, and I just like, oh, I can't even, Weren't having it. I can't, I can like literally feel the grossness of the smell. Like when I think of it. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly, but and what's that I muscled it down and. What's the I, shot? I was just about to ask that. I forget what it's called. Oh, man. I have a little bottle of it downstairs. It's poisonous, I think. Anyways, shark is gross. Skiing is sweet. Um, okay, before, we're not supposed to talk about skiing on this podcast, but I want to talk about it for a little longer. I want to talk to you about Aspen ski gangs. <laughs> so you're obviously part of the freaks. And I don't like, okay, I grew up in Tahoe. Like we don't have ski gangs. Like, I don't know if this is something that like Todd seems like they had some like kids ski gangs, like in park city, but what's, what's going on with the ski gang scene? Like, can you just, just tell myself and the long underwear listeners about it? Oh man. I don't know if I'm the right guy to ask, but I'll give it a You are a freak, right? I'll give it a stab. Yeah. Um, we have a friend group and we just grew up together and we're really lucky and have a bunch of like-minded friends that have stayed friends through into uh, our early adulthood. Most of us are like 30 now. But um, so yeah, we we grew up in Aspen and there was this gang here, ski gang here called the Dogs and another one called the Buckaroos. Mm-hmm. And I think there were a couple other ones, but they're just like super cool older ski bums that ski every day and mm-hmm. just love it. And so we, Sam Coffey, my good friend who passed away a year and a half ago, he's like the the leader and the he was the creator of the free the pioneer yeah pretty much and yeah. and just like ran the show he's like so charismatic and and uh and so fun and he'd like walk in the 
bar and just like yell freaks and uh <laughs> and if anyone else did it it would be like just terribly obnoxious and not enjoyable at all and while I'm sure you know it was definitely obnoxious when Sam was doing it it was just he so fun and off. great yeah yeah and um but yeah now I think uh I think we might have like just spawned another generation of ski gangs kind of yeah and oh I guess so because now there's like there's a few other ones around here because the um, other one that you're, is your guys' kind of age group is the Flying Monkeys. Yeah, yeah, I guess Coulter started the Flying Monkeys, but... Yeah. Um, Are there some, like, younger kid, like, ski gangs going on, too? There is. There's uh, there's these kids called the Fuzzies in Aspen. The yeah, Fuzzies? Yeah, they call themselves the, the Fuzztagram. Uh, so check them out. They're, they're Fuzztagram, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just, like, a, a younger group that of shredders that's, like, really nice and gets after it and... That's sweet. I didn't know it was like an older generation thing. Like I didn't know you guys had pulled that idea from older ski bum dudes in Aspen. Yeah. I don't know if we necessarily like pulled it from them, but they were at the very least, uh, doing it a ton of inspiration or yeah. Yeah. yeah, We've always looked up to those guys and admire their, just like how long they've stuck with skiing and how much they still love it and continue to live a passionate lifestyle instead of getting, um, not that there's like really anything wrong with it, but instead of getting sucked into the, you know, nine to five more. Yeah. Well, and like the friendship aspect of it too. I wonder, yeah, I just, I wonder why there's not ski gangs everywhere. I like it. I kind of want a ski gang, but I feel nice, like my, Amy. I don't know. My ski gang no. would be like not localized. Maybe I can have a like COVID virtual ski gang this year. <laughs> Cause all there my friends go. live in like different mountain towns, you know? Yeah, I mean, anyone can be a, a freak. We just, uh, we just I have like a freak's to ski hat. fast. You're a freak. A I've skied with the freaks, remember? We ripped nice. around we with them. Yeah, we hit the ball. and Yeah, ripped some groomers. Yeah. We did your guys' like top-to-bottom groomer jump line thing uh-huh. really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where, where are we going? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then so there is a, there's an older group of skiers in Aspen called the Umbros. Umbros uh, or umbros? Umbros, like the old school soccer company. Nice. I didn't know that was or, a soccer company. But. Yeah, I think they might still exist as a brand. But uh, yeah, that's like Pat Sewell. And, uh, oh, right. Okay. And this guy, Michael Duffy. And, and they're, they're like, they're just super hilarious, really good skiers. But they'll stop more and like converse and do high fives and stuff mid-run. And the freaks will just like not stop. No stops. No, I, well, I, yeah, I not this. even really for each other at chairlifts. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. We're, we're crackheads. Well, I think it's the winter of road tripping. So um, I would like to be an honorary freak for like a week at least this winter. I'll be there. You're, if I can get there in my car, I'm coming. Nice. <laughs> That's my plan this winter. So Sweet. do I, do I have your word? Or maybe yeah. how about this? So we're going to transition to the non-ski part of the show, right? Where we don't say skiing. Or we don't say the S word is what I call it. And so like, Usually there's like a, I get something. Like if you say the S word, like for some reason, the guest never gets anything when I mess it up. It's just on like you guys. So like, if you say the S word, then I get one more day on the freaks when I come out to Aspen. How about that? How about that for our stakes? Sounds good. You got a deal. <laughs> All right. You ready for it? No more S word? Sounds good. You hear that? That's the sound of a cold Sierra Nevada beer that was delivered right to your door. Learn more at SierraNevada.com. Please drink responsibly. This podcast is made possible by Warren Miller's 71st film, Future Retro, streaming virtually this November. 
You can't look toward the future without taking a look back at the past. Future Retro will be that connection. Past, present, and future. Travel to Antarctica, Montana, Iceland, Switzerland, Alaska, Vermont, and beyond. Join this collective experience, complete with a virtual red carpet, athlete appearances, behind-the-scenes interviews, and vintage throwbacks. Tune into Warren Miller's Future Retro from anywhere. Go to warrenmiller.com to learn more. Okay, so I want to know, Baker, you personally as a human, what do you think your best quality is as a human being outside of like your athletic abilities on the snow? Tough question. Sorry, we're just going to dive think- right deep in. Let's just yeah, do- sweet. No, it's a good question. <laughs> do you think you could answer that first? My best quality? What do I think my best quality is? Um, well, it depends if you want the serious answer or the fake answer. I think my best quality, like in a funny way, is I have the most believable fake smile on the planet. Like you'll never know if I'm like happy or if I'm saying like F you, but I'm smiling. <laughs> and I feel like it's yeah, now, a pretty handy now that like that, I can- tool. <laughs> That is. See, uh, that might be like, I can't do that. <laughs> you can't. You don't have I'm that. A terrible fake smile. Because mine's really like believable. Photos, yeah. <laughs> I have yeah, a lot of photos of me quality, like looking yeah. like I'm so happy. And like the backstory is like, I'm so pissed. <laughs> oh, nice. You're lucky. See, when, when I'm in those situations, I just look like soulless. <laughs> just like, and, just uh, blank. <laughs> yeah, just bleak. Yeah. But so I guess that's like a funny answer to the question, but I mean, you don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm a really, I'm a really hard worker is like one of the qualities about myself that I take pride in, you know? Nice. Man, I might, um, just off the top of my head, I have to steal the hardworking thing. I, yeah. I think I'm a hard worker too. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think that's, uh, my, maybe my most redeeming quality outside of, uh, redeeming. Oh, <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? Just your best quality. There's nothing to best redeem. Quality. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll come back to that one. I'll have the hardworking's good answer though. That's worthwhile to hear. I think. I think. I think hardworking's super, super good thing to to have. You know, I don't think it comes natural to everybody. So, but to me, it's to a Absolutely. fault sometimes. I need to know when to like let things lie. But oh, seriously. Um, but yeah. All right. Hard hard worker baker. What are your, what are the things that like you are working hard on right now? Like what's something you're working uh, on? Like either like your literal job or like maybe something you're working on something like mentally or I don't know if you like DIY, like everybody DIYs so hard these days. Yeah. Like your dad. My dad does not DIY. My dad duct tapes things. That's DIY, isn't it? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That's old school DIY. Yeah. What are you, what are you working on? Wait, sorry. What was the question? Oh, oh I just want to know on? what you're working um, on. Like, what do you got going? What's something you're working on? Um, yeah, I've been working on this business, this window cleaning business with my friend, Steve, and, uh, we're growing and, uh, working hard. So that's good. And, uh, and then otherwise just trying to work hard to, to be a better person, I guess, especially with everything that's happening now and try to limit our amount of, uh, waste and, um, yeah. just try to try to think about everything and be a member of this of this world and society that's so overflowing yeah for sure it's kind of like a hard hard thing to take on I think like even if like you say like okay how can I be better like I feel like sometimes I'm like okay I know I need to be doing better here but what do I do or is what am I, am I is what I'm doing even enough or you know Totally. Yeah. And then you think about, you're just like, oh, these, these really big businesses, they're the ones that need to get their act together, you know, ultimately, but, um, it's always good to, 
to to live whatever you believe in, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to get like bogged down. I think there's still so much importance in the actions of the individual, but then there's like that collective action, which just seems so hard because everything's so divided right now, right? Like there's so many, so much weird stuff going on. Totally. You know? Yeah. It's like everything <clears throat> that weird caveat. Um, How about you? Are you working on anything in particular that's kind of new and Oh man, I, I've been working really hard this summer on like, honestly, like just trying not to be like such a bitch. Like, I know it sounds like ridiculous, but like, in some way I could call it like, oh, I'm meditating or I'm trying to like manifest or calm down or, you know, but like, honestly, when it comes down to it, it's like, I need to stop being such a bee sometimes. And like, sometimes I think like that's both like outwardly, but more inwardly, like I'm really uh, hard on myself and mean to myself a lot. Um, very critical. And I think that like, with all this time to slow down, right? Like exactly where I go is right into my head, which is not great. But if I'm going to spend so much time in my head, I might as well like tighten up the show a bit, you know? And so I've been like trying to kind of do that, that work of like, you know, just reading books or doing like mental exercises throughout the day, or just, I don't know, like my, like, new thing is like, when I feel myself like going off the handlebars, I just try to find one thing in my space that I can say is nice. Like, oh, like that plant that's right in front of my desk right now. Like, you know what? I like that plant. That's nice. I'm, I'm going to get myself off, like, you know, not falling off the handlebars. So yeah, um, that sounds like a, a good <laughs> mindset and a good way to, that's a good trick for everyone to trick themselves into <laughs> yeah. thinking more positively. Yeah. Well, it's just not like natural to me, you know, like I want to say that it, I, that's a natural thing, but my natural instinct isn't, isn't always that way. And so it, it takes work, I think, you know, totally. Yeah. You're, you're doing the, like flip it back on the host a lot more than anyone's ever done. I see. Oh, you. really? I've done that twice I, now. Huh? <laughs> I mean, I, I chill like out it for a second. No, I like it. I just, it's good. It's good. I like it. Um, I guess kind of like just keeping in this theme a little bit, like are there, sometimes I like to like ask people like the best advice they've ever gotten or like maybe the best like life lesson you've ever learned. Cause I feel like my perception of you where like, I kind of know you, but not super well. Is that like, I think you've had to have different phases of maturity in your life. Like, and I feel like you've learned some lessons and you have like a calming like spirit to you. And so I want to know like, What's like a life lesson you've learned that's been like helpful or awesome? Well, that's really nice of you, Amy. Um, yeah, maybe maybe I'm slightly calm on the exterior, but inside I'm like a total mess, I think. Uh, but um, I mean, we all are. But <laughs> Sorry, what was the question again? Just like any life lesson you've learned or some oh, piece lesson. of advice or something like that. Uh, I guess the, the biggest thing that I guess I could put out of there out into the world is life lesson wise is, and it's just so simple. And, uh, it's just to be nice, and mm. kind. Mm. And, uh, cause there, I mean, there's so much turmoil and like places to argue and have difference in opinion, you know? So yeah, I guess my, uh, my biggest thing would, would be to try to con- express, you know, how to be nice and, and just keep it simple. Yeah. I find like, even when I am in like a mood or whatever, like, once you even just try to be nice, do you find it's like easier to be nice than mean? Like actually, like it just like yeah. makes life easier because sometimes like you're late or in your bad mood or whatever. And so you want to be like mean when something's going on. But I always find like when I actually make the conscious effort to like be nice, it's easier. And then things like just, it just works out better. Like if you're just nice. Yeah. Maybe when you're, whenever you're mean or like insulting or whatever, you're, you're mostly trying to be defensive. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you're thinking about yourself and yeah. Yeah. Like it takes effort sometimes to like switch in to be nice, but I find once I like make that effort, it's actually easier. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess nothing in life is really that's worthwhile comes easy. No, but it does that. I don't think it means it has to be hard. Right. Like, True that. you know, I don't, I think yeah. like the idea that everything has to be hard is like sometimes can like trap you. Right. Cause like I kind of can be that way where like, it's, if it's not hard, it doesn't count. And like, I've tried uh-huh. to maybe shift that focus a little bit and like you can put effort into something and have integrity, but then, but still be like a nice person along the way, you know? Yeah. I have, I have a special skill of being very nice, but firm to airline workers when I want to get my way. Cause like, I'm always trying to like dabble with my travel and they never want oh, yeah, to let that, you dabble. Right. That so comes I hand always, in hand with the fake smile. I know. And I just hang up and I keep calling back to like get someone that's like receptive to the line of BS that I'm like spinning. Nice. <laughs> so that's like manipulatively nice, which isn't maybe your point at all. But So I'm going to put you on speed dial and have you help me out. <laughs> oh, I got you. It's really key. Just keep hanging up until you find the person that like you're after, you know, <laughs> that's, that's great advice. <laughs> Um, advice to all the podcast listeners out there. Um, okay. Lighthearted Baker. I want to know what, what is like a guilty pleasure of yours? Like what's something that you like that people might be surprised to find out about? Like, what do you, what do you do that maybe doesn't like fit the like freaks skier boy? Like, Ooh, I said it like just, just kind of like a lame, uninteresting one right now off the top of my head is candy i get i go candy crazy guy. with candy at night no. sometimes really yeah i just can't what help kind of candy? it i just like i'll eat like sometimes i'll eat like three snickers bars no at night. yeah it's terrible you know that snickers is my dream sponsor oh yeah yeah i think snickers is the best mountain snack and i actually i put them in my long johns like when i'm touring up so you have like a warm snickers it's like nobody likes a cold snickers wow have you tried it you should you should put snickers no, in your long johns i haven't i will though um, candy. Yeah. Candy's, um, I'm not, I'm not a big candy person actually. Like I'm the kind of person where I'll get like a pack of like peanut butter M&Ms or like one of my favorites, like when I'm on a road trip and I'll, I can make that pack of peanut butter M&Ms like last for months. Cause I'll just have like four and I'll like put it back in the glove box. Oh, you're, or something. you're good about it. My girlfriends hate me. Cause I, 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 I like to hide candy around so I can have like a little, a little bite and then like you know, no, it's there kind of. And then like, you know, my girlfriend would get in the car and she'll like eat the whole bag of peanut butter m M&M. She's like, what the heck, Amy? Like, why do you have this stuff around? Yeah. And then you're like, just check the back seat. There's more. Oh, it's everywhere. It's in um, every like pocket of like everything I own has like a little something somewhere, I'm like a squirrel, I guess. <laughs> but I could never like sit down and eat a whole candy bar, let alone like three. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's a problem. I shouldn't yeah. be doing it. It's a lot. It's a lot of sugar. Do you have guess- like crazy sugar dreams after that? Um, you know what? I don't think I do, but I, I'm sure I have a harder time falling asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. I don't sleep as well. I, uh, during this podcast, when we first got on zoom, you had like a very proper posh little espresso and like a little, it looked like an antique little espresso cup or whatever. I thought that was very, um, just seemed so suave of you. <laughs> you have a espresso so maker in your, in your house. Yeah, I do. I actually live with uh, George Rodney. Do you know George? Mm, I do know George. Yeah, he um, George is a little younger than me. He's like he's twenty six, I think. But he won the free ride world tour, and he won the junior free ride world tour, and then he got hurt the following year. He's supposed to be on the free ride world tour, so he came back the following year, two years after he won the junior free ride world tour, and won the free ride world tour his first year, 
And then he he's was in amazing. a Warren. Yeah, he's awesome. He he was in a Warren Miller the next year. And yeah, he's uh he's one of the backflip masters for sure. I need I need to take a course. But so what does George have to do with espresso? Well, I live with him. Oh, okay. George and I live together and I moved into his his place oh, nice. and he has an espresso machine. So ah, I take so full advantage. That started happening. I like it. Yeah. How, what, so how nice. do you usually make your coffee? How do you like take your coffee in the morning? Like how do you make? Usually just black. Just black, but regular coffee? Like do you make pot coffee or AeroPress or pour I've just been doing espresso here, but uh, like otherwise I'll, I'll style? do the percolator. Oh, the percolator. That's, a, that's like a throwback. Yeah, classic. I dated a guy a long time ago that did percolator coffee. It's kind of a nice touch really. Yeah, I haven't been a huge coffee guy for long, but uh, I got into it on surf trips in Europe, actually. It's just like... Where have you surfed in Europe? Um, I've surfed Portugal, Spain, and France a couple times. Amazing. Amazing. I have a good friend who's Argentinian, and he moved to Aspen like a decade ago, and he worked in Stapleton Ski. Shout out to Stapleton Ski. They're uh, a local ski shop here in Aspen next to... Um, city market in the gondola but if anyone nice. ever comes to aspen and needs ski gear please go to aspen or uh in the in the summer they're aspen bike rentals but in oh, the nice. winter they're stapleton ski so nice. look them up they're awesome uh really cool vibe and they'll probably give you a shot in a beer when when you rent your gear so well i usually have my own gear but i'll stop by for a shot in a beer that's i can do yeah. that <laughs> i love it that's awesome i've i uh i actually had like a uh Portugal surf trip, like all mapped out in my mind for this summer, um, before COVID oh, happened. I, I could have so. given you some beta. Well, yeah. don't worry. As soon as we're traveling again, I will hit you up for more beta. Cause I wanted to do, uh, I wanted to hike a portion of the, um, the Camino del Santiago in Spain and then, okay. uh, and then do the second half of the month surfing in Portugal. Mm. So like part walk, Sweet. part surf, but next there's, there's time for those dreams later when we can travel again. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah well I guess kind of I feel like I know now how you're going to answer this question but sometimes I think it's fun to to think about or do a thought exercise of so like say so like you you grew up in Aspen like you you're doing your Aspen thing pretty heavily but what if you could just totally snap to a different life and like I think it's it's hard because I'm sure you're like me where you feel pretty like blessed to have the lifestyle that you do um but what what out there like what if what if Baker was doing something else totally different. Like, what would it be? What would be that like alternative fantasy lifestyle to you? Man, there's a lot of things that I could, I feel like I could be really happy doing. I think, well, most of them are like physical things, but like, it would be cool to be like an astrophysicist. Whoa. That is not what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, like, like it I would, would be also cool because like be like, you're into astrophysicism, if that's a word, or because you think it'd be cool to be like, wicked smart yeah i guess just more like on a basic level it'd be cool to be an engineer or yeah. you know, something like that but take Where it to the like next really level and be an astrophysicist have, would be cool too do you have like a naturally does your mind kind of tend that way do you think no mine doesn't i might be considered like decent at simple math but anything beyond that i'm pretty i'm, I'm not good at yeah unfortunately but i've been on a stretch for some reason this summer um like interviewing a bunch of scientists and like moderating a bunch of like discussions with scientists. And I've been so intimidated because I just do not have a science-based mind at all. It's just not my thing. And I've never felt like I did have that. And so it's just been so interesting to like kind of face that fear of like, 
uh, am I even smart enough to talk to you? <laughs> and then you realize that these like Harvard professors and stuff are human beings and super conversational and awesome. But uh, I have like a science intimidation, I think. I think I do too. Yeah. But you still like would want to be an <laughs> astrophysicist. That's, that's awesome. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know any, or I'd love to be like an artist, you know, yeah. of any sort, like, yeah, do, um, do portrait or like more abstract stuff. I did, I did some artwork when I was younger and really enjoyed it, but like mostly like medium? realism with a pencil doing mm. like portrait drawings. Can you still draw pretty well? I think I can draw. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I feel but like I'd if like you to... say you can draw, okay, you probably draw pretty well. I don't know. I think I draw pretty pretty okay <laughs> <laughs> especially these days yeah um but i have some i have some artistic friends uh in aspen that are are uh doing that sort of thing or a good friend john gold who lives here sells some artwork so and um and a guy tucker eason who grew up in aspen lives in new york now and he he runs an art gallery and and does some really amazing artwork so wow yeah i grew up around it and um so it'd be cool to be artistic or, or an engineer of sorts, or it'd be cool to be like a Formula One race car driver. Wow, God, you're obviously on the map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or or like in the Air Force, that'd be cool. Oh my God, you're just surprising me left and right. I feel like every skier that I ask this question, they're like, I want to be a surfer. And since we were just talking about surfing, I thought oh, that's definitely what you were going to say. Oh, definitely want to be a surfer. <laughs> <laughs> but like all these other, so like, I mean, you're kind of right. Like, I think that a lot of the things you're saying, I think would be like the astrophysicist thing. It's like, maybe you'd be like a person coming up with some like answers that are really important to some of the questions that like our humanity faces or like, I mean, formula one would just be like fast and awesome. And I think like the life of an artist, again, it's like a way where I think you can like influence like a lot of like change via art and stuff. Like you all of those things, like you're, you're doing something other than formula one. I don't, I don't know what you're giving back on that career, but like the Navy, all those things you'd be, you'd be giving back something maybe I think would be like the allure that I see in all of those lifestyles. Yeah. Well, and I think too, with all those things, you know, you can stay present and, uh, and passionate about them. Mm. Yeah. Cause they're like always changing. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of like a lot of, I mean, a lot of life and other jobs are just like rushing to get a task done and get on to the next one, you know, and mm -hmm. you don't necessarily want to complete the task. You just have to, cause it's your job. Mm -hmm. And I feel like those type of jobs are more and more uh, common, you know? Yeah, um, totally. As the years go on. Oh, well, I'm going to like start thinking of you as all of these different things. I like that. <laughs> I love, well, I love not getting the surf bum response. I feel like all like, so oh, that's what I meant to say. Cause that is really, or they want to be like rock stars or something. So oh, yeah, that'd be cool. But I feel How like about you, you, Amy, my alternate, Oh, this one's easy for me. I want to be like a ranch woman. Oh, like too. in Montana, like I want to live and I like people that know me are gonna be like, Amy, you're way too soft to like actually live on a ranch. But, um, I would like love to live. I've always been obsessed with like horses and just kind of like have a ranch like up in Montana and do the deal. Like, I think there's a lot of that, that I have no idea what it entails and probably would be, um, yeah, definitely not cut out for it. But like, that's my fantasy. Like alter life is like Western oh. Cause I think like kind of Western chic trashy is like my best look too, you know, like I try to be like trendy or sporty or whatever. And like, if I go like my rodeo outfits are like dialed. That's so. sick. I, I need to get some different 
different <laughs> outfits and uh and personalities going i think yeah oh yeah no that's always me for I me it's always been like rule number one buttons. look the part whatever the part is just look it so nice but yeah western amy that's my my altar life that i want uh, um, i would love to live on a ranch as well yeah just so pretty i'm watching this really interesting well kind of messed up show yellowstone though i don't know if any if you watched it yeah oh yeah i've watched all three seasons it's so okay good. so i i just started um i just well, kevin costner lives in at he has a house in aspen i'm oh, sure he yeah. doesn't spend a ton of time here but he uh yeah like on your way up to independence pass on your way out of town if you come uh-huh. in from uh-huh. glenwood not denver yeah um he's just like right off on the right there he has like a huge property and he has a baseball field kind of like you would expect whoa yeah why do you need your own baseball field i don't know he did uh he's done like i bet i think he's done like three baseball movies he's a huge sports guy yeah well the yellowstone show is quite a trip it's making me like i don't want that kind of like ranch (laughs) you don't want murder and (laughs) no gosh it's just i keep wanting like someone in the show to like be my person that i'm gonna like root for like somebody on the show's got to be a good guy and it's not there's no good guys Casey. Yeah, but Casey does a lot of bad stuff. Does like, he? I'm on his team. Yeah, he kills And he does bad stuff for good reasons, but he's still, I don't know if we're really like. Still a pretty gnarly dude. Pretty can't, gnarly. Can't nail him down at, you can't nail him down as a hero? No, not I really. You almost can. He's pretty. I mean, he's pretty hero-y, but I, we'll see. I'm only like four episodes in, so don't ruin it for me. But <laughs> um, oh, okay, you're, you're that, in that was, for it. That was a perfect segue because like the other thing I wanted to ask you is like the sans S word start like side of Aspen. Like I want to know like what like Aspen stories do you have, whether it's like celebrity sightings or like just the town. Cause like Aspen's so interesting, right? Because like the, the S word part of it is just unbelievable. Like the mountain there is so rad. Everything is beautiful. But like, then the town is just like, sometimes I feel like I'm going to another world when I go there. And then, but then there's people like you that I can relate to so well that are like from there. So I just want to know your like crazy Aspen stories, like from around town. <laughs> or just Yeah, I guess uh, as an outsider, Aspen is definitely a lot more bougie mm. and, uh, and like just silly than it actually is. There's a, there's a really great local community of uh, hardcore skiers and just outdoors people. It was a great place to grow up. And uh, but as far as like a bougie or a ridiculous Aspen story, um, I don't know. You brought up celebrities. One, a story that's coming off the top of my head is uh, I was like, I was younger and uh, going to the grocery store or something. Or, um, but I saw a seal. Seal. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, I was with a couple of friends and we were like seal what's up, man? And he was so nice. He was with uh, his wife at the time. I don't know if they're still married. Heidi Heidi Klum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So beautiful. And, and so we talked to them for a second and, uh, and they were super cool and just like shot the shit with us and we're down to earth. And then, uh, and then I challenged Seal to a pull-up competition. In the grocery store? There was like, we were outside and there's these beams, Uh like structural beams that you could jump on and grab onto. And, uh, and I did like eight or 10 or something. And I think he did like 20 or 30 or something crazy. Damn. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I just like figured, surprised. yeah, I was just like a younger guy and probably had a few beers and me. I was like, see, let's do a pull-up competition. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Just because he's like so jacked and yeah, it was, but sure. yeah, yeah, he was nice about it and crushed me. 
Yeah. I do love though. Aspen is such a great community. Like, honestly, it's like one of the tightest communities of people like ever. I think like as an outsider, I think that's like something I see as well. And like, I think super admire about the town. Yeah, no, it is great. And we have uh, Aspen Snowmass has four mountains. So it's pretty easy to spread out the the traffic. Most people go to Snowmass. That's handles a lot more people and like has parking garage garages and stuff like that and um some more hotels and um and then aspen mountain you can ski right into town which is pretty special Mm -hmm. and uh but that makes it difficult for people to ski on aspen mountain kind of so uh we rarely have lift lines and uh yeah, it's but awesome. That, that that doesn't mean come here. That means still go to Vail. And- <laughs> Vail's awesome. <laughs> I have to say, what's the um, I the best chicken sandwich I've ever had in my entire White life? White House Tavern. Oh my gosh! Yes, it was yeah. like, and it's not fancy or anything. It's very simple. It's like a classic chicken sandwich, but it is to die for. I have to say, like, it was just so good. Yeah, no, that White House cooks all their stuff like they deep. They fry stuff in like butter, I think. Not I mean, that's probably why I loved it. Like butter is my favorite food, oh, I think. it's so good. I know. <laughs> All right. So I'm coming to Aspen. And I'm going to hang with the freaks and eat a bunch of chicken sandwiches. Um, yes. Okay. So every episode of the podcast, we play this game, two highs and one low. I want you to tell me two highs and one low of the last year of your life. Mm. Well, two highs... I mean, I'm not supposed to bring up the S word. Oh yeah, they're not supposed to be, have anything to do with the S word. Sorry, I forgot that oh, caveat. Okay, copy that. Which that we've already been like harder. dancing way over the S word line, by the way. Like, I get lots yeah. of days with the freaks. Is basically where I'm at. Uh huh. Like, maybe I'm up to two weeks. I think I'm up to two weeks. Sick. <laughs> bring it on. Can I sleep on the floor at George's You're welcome house? Welcome <laughs> anytime. Yeah. <laughs> um, so two eyes, one low in your life outside of the S word. Okay. Uh, two highs, I would have to say, um, starting this business with my friend, Steven, this window cleaning business and, uh, just watching that grow and, and, uh, realizing that, you know, we, we kind of have figured out, uh, a way to make a living for ourselves for, you know, at least the next decade is, is pretty nice and that's a good great. way to feel comfortable, you know, and yeah. happy and, uh, um, and have winters free. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll still clean a little windows in the winter, but it's terrible. It's cold. Uh, and then the low would have to be, um, my good friend, Sam passing away. Yeah. That was a year and a half ago, but that was really rough. And, uh, do you know, it's weird. I dream about Sam fairly often, which we weren't like close or anything. We, I met him on a trip to Portillo and skied with him here and there. Like it wasn't like a close friend, but for some reason he like pops into my dreams, like kind of regularly. I don't know if it's just cause oh. he's like so charismatic or I, I don't know what it is, or maybe he's just like around or I don't know what it is, but it's kind of weird. Totally. Cause I've had a fair amount of friends pass away, honestly. And, um, uh-huh. yeah, it's Sam and the, he, I, he's in my dreams 10. And then my grandfather that passed away a while back, I dream about him like once a week, but uh-huh. isn't that weird? Yeah, I, th- I mean, yeah, yes, it is a little weird, but just cause uh, I, I didn't know him that well yeah and i know you guys were friends um, yeah but yeah i think sam just had that effect he was yeah. he was just so fun to be around that yeah. even if you weren't like super close with him you can you would still just have like flashbacks of he made an impact 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he was a really special guy and uh, just feel really lucky to have spent any amount of time with him. And, you know, some people I feel like will leave you in your life and, um, and you'll have different feelings towards it. You know, like Mm -hmm. I feel like the hardest thing with dealing with death is you miss that person in your own life. So you feel sad for yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, and I obviously have those feelings along with so many other people, you know, in Aspen and and all over the world, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, cause Sam was such a special guy, but, uh, but we had so much fun and it was just like, I never got into an argument with Sam. I don't think, Mm. or like ever heard Sam, like actually get mad. Like Mm. he would, he would yell at like, and make fun of like snowboarders or like, (laughs) you know, or something, but like was you know, it wasn't, it wasn't kind serious. Lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But he was like told, he would seem slight, like enraged or like, <laughs> but in such a fun way. So, uh, yeah, Sam, Sam is, is a super special guy and, and has that effect on a lot of people, I think. Yeah, for sure. I know. I was lucky. I got to hang with him as much as I did really. Yeah. Did and the first time I met you. With him? Uh-huh. Yeah. The only time we, I we were at Cloud Nine, Nine but... was with Sam and you were there too, right? Yeah, yeah. And there was like but remember I... it was like mellow and then all of a sudden these guys that looked like yeah. they were from Jersey like took their shirts off and there's this woman in this like skin tight thing with this snake necklace down to her belly button. I was like, Where did these people come from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was definitely homeowners. the drunkest I've ever <laughs> S worded. <laughs> That's probably not true, but but maybe <laughs> it might be true, <laughs> but yeah, no, Sam, Sam is awesome. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I feel kind of lucky. I get to like get visits in my, I'm a very like vivid dreamer. So I don't know. Yeah, we're, nice. we're usually like skiing or something, but yeah, uh, <clears throat> I guess I have to bring up one more, one more high. Yeah. One more high. Um, one more high would have to be, can I think about it for a second and maybe you Give your uh, two highs. You're turning it back on me again. <laughs> Have you done this too many times in the last? No, nobody's podcast? ever asked me my two highs in a low. Oh, sick! Yeah, tell yeah. us, please. Well, it's not supposed to be a podcast about me, but um, oh man, two highs and one low of the last year. Um, one high has been like this last, you know, chunk of you know this post-COVID world that we're living in or mid-COVID world. Um. I had the most outrageous summer of camping. I camped so hard, backpacked, camped. We were like, we were sleeping outside like half of the nights of like every week of the summer. And I just feel like so lucky in a world that's so crazy to be able to just get outside in my own backyard and see so much stuff I'd never seen before or things I'd wanted to like spend more time on. I think that like, that was like such a big high. Like I really, I camped big, big camp summer. Um, What's another high or low? You want to think about it for a sec? Because I have my other high. Perfect. I will. Um, it's kind of like a stereotypical one, but uh, I just got into biking uh-huh. this last year. Sick. And it's been so fun. I've been pretty scared of it because sure. I hurt myself doing other stuff I love so much that I'm yeah. like, oh, I just can't introduce another sport where you can like really get hurt doing. You can get hurt so but, fast too. Yeah. It's, so... Um, I've definitely been getting hurt and crashing mountain biking, but luckily nothing like really serious, but it's been so fun to get into a new sport and access the mountains in that way and cover so much ground and get out and like really enjoy the summer now. Cause in the past I was, um, I was just wanting to go surf 
in the yeah. summer. I was like, oh, get me out of here. Or just like, I wish I could just like hibernate and get, get through summer. And now I, I really I like enjoy every day of summer. Yeah. With, uh, with mountain biking. So that's been yeah. super cool. I love mountain biking, but I like have no agenda or pride like associated with it. Like I, for some reason, like thankfully I don't feel the need to like gnar out super hard on my bike. Like I have no problem just walking shit or just like riding around it. Like I, cause I, I think, yeah, you can just crash so hard and I beat it so much, so hard. The first bit that I had my mountain bike that I just was, I'm like, no ego. Like I'm just, I, I enjoyed what I do on my bike and I don't care that I'm not hitting that gap jump or whatever. I catch oh, like nice. three inches. I want to say like a foot of air, but really it's probably like three inches of air on my bike. And I'm like psyched. I'm like, Oh yeah, I can relate to that for sure. <laughs> but yeah, mountain biking's good. Do you still want to know my highs and lows? Absolute. Oh man. I, uh, I don't even know. I think that like my lows, I feel like I've been handling disappointment really poorly this summer. Like, I feel like I have not been uh, bouncing back from disappointment very well. And I think that that like kind of emotional uh, shortcoming on my part has been a low. And I think that I'm trying, like I kind of, when I told you what I was working on, it like goes back to that low of like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have been struggling with anxiety and fear and all kinds of just weird crap going on in our world. And I think that I don't know if I've like handled it, like not even like even related to COVID specifically, just like, it's almost like this, this time has just kind of pointed out some weaknesses in my like ability to deal with things. So Uh that's kind of a low, it's a little heavy, but. (laughs) Oh, I mean, that sounds like uh, something that most people could relate to, I feel like. And that's a really honest uh, judgment of yourself. That's good. Yeah. Especially with when you're talking about what you're talking about, that's like you're, it sounds like you're spot on in uh, figuring out a solution. I try, you know, it's ups, ups and downs always, but uh, mm-hmm. um, another high, <sighs> my dog barking right now. <laughs> That's the high, sweet reverse <laughs> psychology. I guess Bill can be a high. My dog, my poodle Bill is like so good. I'm so glad that I have a dog. I have no it's crazy for someone like me to have a dog with the amount I travel, but, um, having that little poodle in my life is unbelievable. Like every morning. And when I wake up, my alarm goes off, he like creeps up to the bed and like snuggles. And I feel like just those like simple things of like, kind of life is a little monotonous right now, you know, but like those little like moments of Seriously. like snugs and, um, I don't know. Just- well, those are the really good moments. And then it's just life is, there's so much going on and it's so complicated. And we have all this stuff to take, take care of that like we were talking about earlier, we don't necessarily even care about, but we have to take care of it, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, it would be, it would just be so great to not have all these responsibilities and such a busy life. And we could appreciate the small things like our dog's uh, company, you know, a little more. Yeah. Yeah. But I know Bill, I don't know Bill, but I know Bill. from. You know Bill, Bill's been to Aspen. Oh, he has. I, I didn't meet him. I don't think in person, but yeah, Bill Bill was there when we came out for Sam's memorial last spring. Bill mm-hmm. loves Aspen. He's super bougie. Uh, yeah. yeah. He looks he looks cute Poodle. in Aspen. He's a, he's, he's a, a poodle, right? He's a poodle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Bill's Bill's on my Instagram. Everybody's like, oh, Bill should have his own like dog Instagram. You know, everybody has like dog Instagrams. And oh, yeah. uh my boyfriend Todd says that Bill can't have an Instagram because he doesn't have a phone. And I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. Or opposable thumbs. 
no thumbs, no phone, no Instagram. It's just yeah. how it goes. So makes but sense. it's nice because then I can make my Instagram more inst- interesting with poodle photos. <laughs> yeah. You guys are a self-sufficient household. You're not going to run your dog's Instagram. <laughs> well, we have a hard enough time running our own Instagrams. <laughs> That's more the truth of it. <laughs> But um, I guess well, we're kind of like way past our time, but that's because we're having a nice conversation. But did you think of, you've kind of told me some stories which kind of fill the need, but I asked you to think of a non-S word story. And I didn't know mm. if you had something in mind that you really wanted yeah. us to hear. Um, yeah, I mean, I could, I have a few stories uh, that that might be worthwhile to hear. I guess what comes to the top of my mind maybe when you ask that is, uh, is a surf trip. Sorry, that's an S word kind of. No, it's but, we, um, we have a lot of good surf stories on this podcast. I bet. Yeah. But I like uh, surf stories. I just, I, I've been jonesing to surf so bad. So yeah, take, take well, me my, away. My friend, Nicolas, who I was talking about earlier, Coco, who's Argentinian, moved to Aspen a, a decade ago or something. He doesn't live here now. He lives in the Pyrenees in Spain, wow. but he took me under his wing and took me to all these amazing surf breaks all over the world kind of like wow. I've surfed like um every country in S- Central America and uh Peru Sp- Portugal Spain France wow um Cal- all over California and Hawaii and stuff and by no means am friends? I an excellent surfer but uh I can surf a little bit thanks to yeah my friend Coco and uh does, does Coco but, need any more friends I don't know <laughs> I think he could use a an Amy friend, Todd and Bill. I feel like I need a Coco friend. Oh, everyone could use a Coco friend. But um, so yeah, he was he was amazing. Took me to all these awesome surf spots that I would never go to otherwise because surfing is so localized. You know, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to go to the really good waves. You just won't get any waves. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I didn't. I would just like sit in the water for a few hours and watch (laughs) these guys get ridiculously barreled. It was so (laughs) sick. Yeah. And then I'd kind of try to get in under the peak and catch like a few scraps, but it was like huge, huge waves. And I would just end up getting in the way. And so like guys would come in and like push me out of the way. Oh. Now I'm a little bit more savvy to where like I can kind of hang and like when it's really busy, catch a wave every hour or something, but, uh, <laughs> or just go out at high tide, not at uh when it's super busy. But, but anyways, um, yeah, that's my, maybe my interesting story. Just like being able to travel uh, with my good Having friend. Having surfed like everywhere? Yeah, and, and surfed like world-class waves. And What's, what's like the standout one? That, there's probably like no best, right? But like what's the one that's like, you know, first to mind as like dream? Yeah, probably Mundaka in uh, wow. in Spain. So wow. it's like Europe's best wave. It's a left in uh, in the Basque country. Hmm. Um, yeah, Mundaka is the town. you. So you jump into the water in this crazy ancient port um that's like looks like it's from like 800 or something like crazy just like it's so ancient and like beautiful and filled with history and so you jump out in this like crazy jetty port and um you get you get sucked out to the peak by this river mouth a lot of the a lot of good waves have rivers coming into the coastline right where the point break is is happening Mm -hmm. and the the runoff from the river deposits sediment into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of, most of the best waves are at the start of the winter when none of the big swells, swells have hit yet. And, and those big swells come in 
and really mess up the sand and make it uneven. Um, so anyways, in the beginning of the winter, you get really good, like even sand and the waves really consistent and peels really nice. And, um, and so we were in Mundaka and we, it was super busy. Like when it's, when it's going off there, there's like a hundred people in the water. Oh my God. And, but you can get like two minute rides Whoa. or like minute long really. But, uh, but yeah, so we, we were over there and the tide swings were really low. There's like a hundred people out at low tide when it was really good. We just watched like the best surf, like so many pro surfers, like Red Bull surfers mm-hmm. and stuff get barreled. And then we went out at high tide when everyone was surfed out like six hours later. Mm-hmm. And since the tide swings were still so short, the waves were really good. A lot mm-hmm. of times at high tide, the waves get fat and, mm-hmm. and don't have much like face. They're just kind of like slow and dull, you know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But um, so we, we scored for like a few days at high tide because the tide swings were so low and the waves stayed really good at high tide. We scored like world-class waves at the best wave in Europe with wow. no one out. Wow. So that was Holy really cool. shit. That sounds amazing. Um, by the way, you were super sciencey. I've never had anyone like explain surf mechanics, like of waves and where, and like, I've like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah, I know there's, they're always out at river mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And yeah. I didn't know why. And all that. well, now I know I learned something. Well, surf as a science. mountain boy, I have to be particularly uh, focused in, in trying to learn this stuff because I'm I so mean, out of my element in the ocean. People <laughs> listening to this podcast are like probably bored of me talking about how bad of a surfer I am because we talk, everybody loves to surf, right? Um, no, no, everyone loves to hear it. I'm sure it's, it's but a I'm, ter- I'm terrible as a mountain person. <laughs> I'm super terrible. I, I give yeah. it, I give it quite the go, but I'm, I'm terrible and I get scared real fast out there. Well, it's so hard and you spend so little time actually surfing. Yeah. For and sure. we don't have, you don't have a chairlift to catch the wave. No, I know. It's, oh, it's, it's so nice hard. when there's like a rip or something like that, you know, or yeah. mouth or something, something to give you a boost. We were, we were in Nicaragua a while back and the waves just got like way too big. Like for me, it was like 12 foot sets, like OCC, like fucking like 50. I was just like, oh, absolutely nice. not. Like I'm not, I can't, I'm not even. Where were you guys? Uh, we were in. Um, Papoya? No, we were south of that. There's the town is Sano. What is that? Why can't San Jose. Managua. Managua. No. Managua is the city. Managua is the or city. What's the, the what's the bay? Starts with an M. That's funny. I'm having like a total brain, brain fart. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Anyways, south of Papoyo. Mm-hmm. It a bay. Oh, there's it's, Colorado's is a really popular way yeah. south of Papoyo. Yeah, further south than that. We were in like kind of the like okay, beginner cool. spots, like a little bay. We were at the surf camp. Um, oh, Madeiras. Madeiras, Playa Madeiras. There we go. Um, yeah. Anyways, it got like super big and I was just like, you know, absolutely can't even get in the water, you know, like it was just mayhem. And uh, they're like, oh yeah, like it, when it gets huge, like if you go around the corner into the bay by like, you know, this river, like Oh, it's lookers smaller. left. Oh, like, lookers whole, right. Like in... Yeah, lookers left, but yeah. like in the whole next bay over, they're like, oh, it actually oh. breaks there and it's super small and it's awesome. And I'm like, sweet. Like, why didn't you tell me this like two days ago, you know? And he's like, oh, yeah, but there's quite a few crocs in the water over there. So, you know, and they're like, but the people that live there feed them regularly so they're not hungry. And because it, it's like a river mouth. And I'm like, okay, hard no. Like, sorry. I can't. I don't. Oh, gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do yeah, it. Yeah. Scariest moment of my life was in Mexico when I thought. I saw a crocodile poke oh, its head up right next to my board. No, I was no. luckily on like a 12 foot long board. No, but, was it really uh, a crocodile? And it was like dusk. I don't know. I'm like almost certain. Like I was, oh, no. I got so scared. 
Um, like I'm sure if I were on a shortboard, I would have just had a heart attack and died almost. Like I was so scared. On the the longboard, I was just like, ah. (laughs) Yeah, I put my feet up and just paddled for sure, and I was still just freaking. But then, I mean, when I was younger too, I was with uh, some good friends and. Our, his my friend's buddy or my friend's brother was on the beach uh and he was like sharks and there was like 30 fins approaching us and we no. were out like 60 feet into the ocean no or like 100 feet and we started swimming so hard back to shore and i just like gave up halfway almost because like I, I was just so tired and i was a mountain kid like i couldn't really swim that well and um i was like oh i'm just gonna die see <laughs> me but then uh but then i looked back and and it it turned out they were dolphins. Okay. <laughs> I was really hoping that where that story is in. Cause I've had that happen a couple of times where I'm like, Oh my God, Finn. And then I'm like, Oh, dolphin. Yay. We're good. But, um, yeah, well, um, good, good shark dolphin croc surf stories. Those are good. Yeah. Um, Baker, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, I look forward to seeing your Iceland stuff in the future retro film. We'll all be virtually premiering, together somehow together but apart you know it'll be a different different vibe but it's still be fun and um yeah where can people like keep following you or see what you're doing or see some like rad ski clips from aspen that you're always putting up um yeah my instagram handle is studebaker hawk mm-hmm. and i'm like 99 percent sure on that yeah that sounds right yeah <laughs> it, it might no it's it is studebaker hawk and uh I just wasn't sure if it was maybe Studebaker Boyd, but um, yeah, I, I post ski stuff on there and uh, check me out if you'd like. That would be great. We're about to put out a bunch of little like short edits. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I've got one from Argentina from last summer, and then uh, an edit from Japan from last winter. After I did a, a head trip with uh, Sam Cooch, oh, um, and Grant Gunderson and some other people. Yeah, Sam. Sweet. All those guys were so sweet to work with. They're just like so Sounds good at what like they an do. Epic and crew. Have you skied with Sam ever? No, no. I've He's, met him a couple of times, so I haven't got to ski with him. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Sam Cooch. He's just like so fun to ski with and um, such a nice person too. Yeah, really nice guy. And yeah, like he'll he'll go and do the gnarliest thing ever and, and won't talk about it at all, you know? Yeah. Like most people are like, Oh, I'm thinking about doing this or that, or what do you think? Or especially yeah. when you're filming, you know? Yeah. And he's just like, Yeah, whatever, dude. I'm just going to go and do the most stylish Cork 7 blunt to a few face shot turns ever. So he was it. really inspiring for me to ski with this year. So Yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm a big, big Sam Cooch fan. He's great skier. Absolutely. Yeah. enjoy to watch, but same, same with you. I'm, ex- I'm excited to watch your skiing and I'm going to come to Aspen and I'm going to ski with you. I'm going to tell George I'm moving on to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even need to tell him. I'll be there. But Maybe I'll bring Bill. Looking forward to seeing your your Switzerland uh, content as well, Amy. It looks like you guys scored some great snow. And we did. Uh, we got mad lucky. Switzerland on our is trip. the best. Switzerland is the best. You guys were in Schiltorn at Schiltorn. Yeah, we were at Schiltorn some, and then we were also in Engelberg and at Vangen. And oh, nice. um, yeah, in which I just love that area. I've actually skied Schiltorn a ton over the years. Oh really? Um, you guys it's were there. A- you were Such there a hidden with gem, Sam. Huh? Yeah, you were there with Sam a couple months after I was there two winters mm. ago. I think That's it was. right. Um, but yeah, I have um, I have like a guide. This this guy Hannes Stale is like this 
legendary guy. He's one of the first guys to ski the Eiger. And he's like my guide when I go there. And um, I had friends that live there, even though there's only like 20 people that live there. And so I've been going there. This this year was my sixth time skiing there. And so it's like my favorite. It's like my favorite like Swiss gem. Oh, I agree. I love Switzerland. I think it's, I think it's my favorite place to ski. Yeah. All right. Well, Baker, it's been wonderful. We did not do a very good job about not talking about skiing, but we also talked about a lot of other stuff. So I, I think we're okay. I think, I think it, I think it plays, but um, good deal. yeah, thank you so, so, so much. And hopefully I'll see you in person at some point soon. Yeah. Soon. Thanks for having me on Amy. This was great. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys all for listening and tuning into long underwear. Of course you can find me at Amy ski on Instagram, hit me up with questions, comments, whatever you want. Um, and we will catch you next time on long underwear. Skiing and riding is wrapped up in memories. Memories that inspire me to push myself, like skiing the Palisades with my dad for the first time at age six. And memories that have taught me how to overcome fear and learn from past mistakes, like getting buried in an avalanche in Utah. Do you have a mountain memory that sticks with you? Well, we want to hear it. The good, the bad, the hilarious, the regretful, and the impactful. Leave us a voice message at 970-510-0451 and share your memories with us. We will be airing a memories episode at the end of the season with all your incredible voices. Please keep in mind that voice memos with poor sound quality, language, or over one minute in length will not be considered. Feel free to share your name and where you're from or leave it anonymous. Go ahead, drop us a line. Hi, I'm meteorologist Joel Gratz with Open Snow. We cover everything from industry news to five-day snow forecasts, and we are your one-stop shop for comparing resort snow cams and learning more about the science behind a good powder day. Go to opensnow.com or download the Open Snow app on iPhone or Android. Open Snow is built by skiing weather forecasters like me, just for those of us that want to find the best snow. This podcast is a Warren Miller Entertainment production and is presented by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Long Underwear was produced by me, Amy Inkerpressen, as well as Jesse Hackett and Jessica McGee from the Warren Miller Entertainment team. Amy Ingerbretson here, professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. In this podcast, we are sitting down with world-class athletes, industry legends, experts, and mountain lovers from all walks of life. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there will be no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are stripping off the layers and getting to know the skiers and riders underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear, presented by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company.